Good day, everyone, and welcome to Vanish Chicago Land Stories, the podcast, episode 14. Uh, I am your host, Pete Castanis, and I'm glad you joined me. Uh, this program is, is brought to you by Fensel Tufo Chevrolet City, uh, once located at Glendale Heights, Illinois, and here is a commercial from 1979. What a night. I am exhausted. Flying all over town. Climbing up walls. Crawling through windows. Pardon me. Why not stop flying and drive a Chevy from Pencil Tufo Chevy City? They're making monster lease deals on every new Chevy in their showroom. For low monthly lease payments, you can drive your choice of compacts, midsizes, or even a luxury custom Primo Monte Carlo. That sounds fantastic. Do you have one in a nice blood red? Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Okay, I am back. Uh, thank you for listening to that uh, very nostalgic commercial. Uh, Fensel Tufo Chevy City had some weird commercials featuring monsters. And the once they featured one monster and had a whole rally of them. And that commercial uh, featured a, a vampire, probably Dracula. And, uh, you know, a lot of people remember him. They found it. Some people say it was corny. Some found it entertaining. Found, some people found it stupid, but I loved them. And uh, I'll give you a, a brief history of the car dealership, uh, what I know. Um, all I know is uh, they were located in Glendale Heights, Illinois, on North Avenue. And uh, the I don't know when they started, probably maybe late 60s, early 70s. And... Uh, Fensel Tufo owned previous dealerships in the Chicago land area. I think one in Cicero, Illinois, or one in Elmhurst. And uh, it closed in the 1980s. And right now, uh, there is a dealership in that location, and it's called Sunrise. And uh, one day, uh, when I graduated from DeVry Institute of Technology in 1986, I was searching for a job. Uh, I couldn't find anything at the time, so I applied for a position at the dealership. And I drove all, it was the first time I went there. Uh, and I was interviewed by a man. He seemed very nice, but he told me that I was not a salesman. I don't, uh, you don't look like the salesman type, which he was right, because I don't like selling. I'm not a very good uh, person doing that. So um, I was disappointed I'd get the job, but I'm glad he told me. And looking back to that and uh it, it was a it looked like a very nice uh, place you know the lace cars on the in the showroom so uh i'm glad everyone enjoyed that commercial and uh, hopefully i will find another commercial down the road in later episodes 
Anyway, uh, today I'll be talking about a few things. Uh, first off, I will talk about uh, Ned Locke, who was the uh, TV pers uh, personality and who was uh, best known for Ringmaster Ned or Mr. Ed from Bozo Circus. And uh, his real his real name was Norbert Locke, and he probably changed that. And uh, uh, let's see, he uh, he's been in he was in the business uh, show business for a long, long time, even before Bozo Circus. So he was born in Red Wing, Minnesota, and uh, he, he he was an actor. He performed in theater companies, and then by uh, 1950. Uh, I think around that time he, he came to Chicago and he hosted a radio show called Uncle Ned's Squadron, which uh, later on it became it was uh, televised on a W. Uh, first, the radio show was on WMEQ, and then the TV station was WNBQ. Later on, it turned into WMEQ. Later on, and uh, he appeared in a lot of TV shows. And one was called, uh, let's see, Captain Hearts and His Pets. And, uh, and uh, let's see, uh, then he uh, moved over to WGN Channel 9 in 1956, which uh, surprisingly he was a weather forecaster. That was interesting. <coughs> Excuse me. Then uh, he hosted a series called Lunchtime Little Theater. A lot of people remembered that show. It was during it was on noon on Channel Nine, and I never seen it because I wasn't born yet. And then later on, he starred and produced and wrote the TV series Paddle Boat, and uh, that ran for about mm, not very long, maybe about uh, a year or two. And then he got and then. On September 11th, 1961, Bozo Circus debuted, and he got the role of Ringmaster Ned. So some people uh, uh, remembered uh, when he first appeared. You know that must have been interesting. And uh, according to some information, on the last TV show of Paddleboat, he was re he received the uh, costume for Ring for uh, Mister Ned. And then he stayed on the show from uh, from the beginning, 1961 to 1976, and he retired. And uh, I remembered him when he uh, did commercial sponsorships. He did uh, Leader Cleaners, and I remember he sh he had he held a uh, float uh, not floatable inflatable um, Easter bunny, and uh, it was during Easter time. And another thing he advertised was bun uh, chocolate bars. And uh, you can still find them in the stores. I tried a couple of times. One one was chocolate. The other one, I believe, was maple. I never tried a maple one. And uh, I do. And then he, on Bozo Circus, he participated with Bozo and Oliver Raw Oliver, Cookie the Clown, Wizzo. And uh, he was sound like he was like the sound of reason. <laughs> You know, because the clowns uh, sometimes did silly things. That's what clowns do. And uh, uh, sometimes I remember he never got hit with a pie. Maybe once I remember, but rarely he did. But the uh, most of the time, Cookie the clown got it, or Oliver Oliver did. Bozo very seldom. 
And uh, let's see. So uh, he retired in 1976. And then he moved to uh, a town called Kimberly City, Missouri. I don't know why. And uh, where he was the chief of police. And uh, he owned the real, he was in real estate. And later he uh, ran for mayor until he died in 1992. So uh, he had two children. And uh, his costume is now at the Museum of Broadcasting uh, Communications in downtown Chicago. So you can see other stuff from Bozo Circus, other TV shows, and you can go see it, which is pretty amazing. I have to make a trip down there someday. All right, so let's talk about something else. Uh, Let's see. Another thing I will talk about is uh, Poppin' Fresh. Pies, that is. Um, it's uh, a lot of people love that restaurant, and now it's Baker Square. And uh, it started in uh, December 1969 in Des Moines, Iowa. And it was uh, one restaurant was called Mrs. C's. And then uh, the company, Pillsbury, bought, uh, purchased the restaurant and renamed it Poppin' Fresh Pies. And then it opened in, let's see, it opened in Chicago. I'm trying to remember because I remember the commercials. You can still find Papa Rush commercials on YouTube. It was probably like 78, 79. And uh, from there on, it, it just uh, blew up in popularity And uh, because of the pies. The food was okay, still is. Um, and everyone had a favorite. A favorite. Uh one of the well-known pies was French silk. I still love that. Uh, fruit pies, I do love. And uh, let's see. So uh, I'm trying to remember when Baker Square. Oh, Baker Square. And then it changed the name to Baker Square in 1983. But I still like Poppin' Fresh. I like the name of that. Baker Square is okay. Um, so uh, right now, there's only about maybe a few locations i can look that up for you uh i used to go to one in alsip and there was one in burbank illinois and uh let's see so last i heard there are about maybe three or four in the chicagoland area i could tell you which one they're still there okay ah last i heard there's three Oh, that's pretty amazing. Or let's see. Uh, so that's good. So hopefully they'll stay open or they'll reopen. And uh, okay, so there were about maybe, okay, let's count one, two, three, four, about eight. Yeah, eight of them. Okay. So it was a shame that most of them closed, but I think they were they filed bankruptcy or something uh, for that reason. And uh, hopefully they'll reorganize and uh, get it back on its feet, you know, but some have closed uh, because of the pandemic. And uh, the only nearest one right now is in Orland Park. So I haven't gone to that one yet. So someday I'll go have lunch, have a slice of pie. I remember that Wednesdays they had uh, free pie with your meal. I don't know if it's still, uh, it was, it's still, it's still ongoing. Okay. So uh, let's see. The next thing I want to talk about is two TV shows that celebrate their 60th anniversary last year. And that uh, the first one I will talk about is Night Gallery, hosted by Rod Serling. 
It was an anthology series, just like his previous uh, series, The Twilight Zone, uh, which I love. Uh, Night Gallery it got into more supernatural and horror. Uh, Twilight Zone was like that, but they rarely showed monsters or anything. It was it had twist endings, like uh, when Alfred Hitchcock uh, presents did the same thing when it was on the air. So this the uh, the series started in. December, no, um, let me start at the beginning. The pilot aired in November 8th, 1969. And uh, I never seen the pilots until I bought the DVD. So I saw that and um, it had three, three episodes, um, three vignettes, if you call it. Uh, one was called The Cemetery. The other one was called Eyes. And the other one was Escape Route. Now, the one... What with eyes that star Joan Crawford and uh, Steven Spielberg directed that episode, and uh, I still love that that that's uh, episode of uh, Joan Crawford. She was good in that, and uh, so the pilot was very successful, and then uh, it went into series, but I think it waited a while. So the first episode aired December sixteenth, nineteen seventy. And it ran for about three seasons. Uh, like I said before, I had the DVD of all seasons, three seasons. Uh, when After it went off the air in 1973, it went into syndication. And it, I think the same year, it uh, started airing on Channel 32 WFLD-TV. Uh, I never knew. That's when I first knew about the show. Now, I never saw when it aired. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, I remember the uh, the commercials on Channel 32. I remember the ads on TV Guide. Uh, they, it was spooky. They were spooky. Even the ads looked so spooky. Uh, interesting thing about the show is uh, when into syndication, it was so butchered and edited. It was severely cut. And uh, just to make uh, for commercial time. And... Uh, they added footage from from old movies or TV shows, and uh, I thought that was the original episodes that air, and I was fooled. I wasn't told that, or no, I didn't learn about it. And uh, it it first aired at ten o'clock at night every day on Channel Thirty Two, and then um, later on it uh, moved to eleven o'clock, and they had a great lineup. Uh, late at night. I remember there was the best of Groucho from You Bet Your Life starring Groucho Marx and Dark Shadows, the uh, vampire soap opera. So that was a great lineup. And uh, I have a couple of uh, favorite episodes from Night Gallery. Uh, two of them that stick out. One is called House with Ghost that starred Bob Crane and Joanne Worley. And they were comedians, and it seemed rather strange to play dramatic roles. You know, I was expecting them to say something funny, or they laughed, but they didn't. And I liked that episode. And the other one uh, after that was called Witch's Feast, which starred Ruth Buzzy and Agnes Moorhead, another laughing connection. And that only ran about a couple minutes. And uh, when originally aired, they did not pair it together, so... Uh, because the original series was about an hour. And then they, when they went into syndication, it went for a half an hour. And uh, I liked the, and the other episode, which I like, was called The Painted Mirror. 
And uh, let's see, who started in that one? It was uh, actors Arthur O'Connell and Zaja Gabor. And she played a real bitch, a real mean lady. And uh, there was another actress, Rosemary DeCamp. She, uh, it, was, it was in a Southern Antique store. And Rosemary's character brought a mirror, and it was covered with paint. So um, uh, the character for Arthur O'Connell started chipping away, and then he looked inside, and he saw something amazing. And as he chipped away the paint, the mirror became like a another world, and it was set in prehistoric time. It reminded me of Jurassic Park. So... Uh, they tested it so uh, Jaja Gabor's cat ran, went into the uh, mirror and then uh, he, luckily he escaped. And then uh, they were um, both the, um, the characters, uh, not Jaja Gabor character, the, the, the owner and his girlfriend, uh, they were planning to get rid of her so because she bought out the store. And uh, so they... Uh, she brought her dog with and they, they threw a ball into the mirror and then the dog went after it. And then Jaja Gabor's character ran after the dog. And then they were, and then as she was looking for the dog, he started painting the mirror so they could trap her forever, which I felt kind of sad, but, it, but she deserved it. And that was scary. That was very scary. And uh, I never forgotten that episode. So it was very popular. And then, um, when they went into syndication, they added uh, another TV series called Sixth Sense, which starred Gary Collins, and that it was unrelated to Night Gallery. So uh, they made the uh, it was a good show, but uh, it didn't like I said before it didn't make sense to Night Gallery. So and then uh, I heard that when the show was canceled, Rod Serling came back and did the introductions of Sixth Sense. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> And then uh, everyone still remembers Night Gallery the way it was aired, syndicated, with the uh, added footage, the Sixth Sense episodes, and that, and they still air that on ETV that way. So uh, I like that. The original, I watched the originals series on DVD, and it felt so, it felt so strange, but they were good. But uh, I prefer both of them, so... When I watch them on TV, they'll be the syndicated ones, which I was growing up watching, and then I have the DVDs, which are originally aired. So that's works out fine. Okay, another thing I will talk about is uh, another TV show, th- th- which is Boris Karloff's Thriller. And uh, let's see, when did that start? Uh, st- it, uh, that went on the air on September 13th, 1960, and it ran... For two years until 1962. Now I ne- I remember seeing the show syndicated in Channel 32. That was like in the early 70s, and that was that one's a scary show too. That was very scary. Uh, but it, when it first aired, it wasn't like that. It was mostly uh, like cr- uh, it was like a crime drama and uh, had mystery shows, but nothing uh, supernatural. And then I think. Uh, Later on, they added uh, uh, shows that were very uh, spooky and scary. And then uh, Boris Karloff acted in a few episodes. And one, and there were a lot of uh, famous people that guest starred on the show. Uh, there was Leslie Nielsen, William Shatner, Mary Tyre Moore, Elizabeth Montgomery. Uh, 
And one show that stood out that uh, that that I liked a lot. I don't know if some people did. So I will. T- and it was about this actress that um, she uh, acquire a wig from some. I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah, from some woman that passed away from a witch, I guess. So uh, here we. Go. So and it was called a wig for Miss Devore, and the actress acquired the wig, and then it made her beautiful and gave her confidence. But when she took off the wig, she turned into this creature. Uh, you never seen the creature until the end, and uh, some people were mean to her, or they were. Uh, I remember the, on the show there was a television or not a television reporter, a newspaper reporter, and she got her just just desserts because she was grilling her, and. Uh, she, so, uh, so the actress uh, knocked her off, you know, killed her. So that that one was scary, and uh, it ran in syndication for quite a while on Channel Thirty Two, and then it went to Channel Sixty WPRW, also Night Gallery on Channel Sixty as well. So that was that was nice. That was in the nineteen eighties. Okay, uh, another, the last thing I will talk about is Yankee Doodle Dandy uh, hamburgers. And uh, it was one of my favorite restaurants. I went once there. I think it was at uh, probably Lagrange Park, uh, and it start. Uh, it started in December 1966 by two brothers, Chris and Bill Price. And uh, first, it was called the Yankee Doodle House, and uh, they had about 27 restaurants at one time. And uh, it was in competition with. Uh, Regular franchises, McDonald's, Burger King, uh, Wendy's came later, but then there was also Burger Chef. Uh, they were very, um, very prominent in Indiana. Uh, so there was, uh, I I went once, like I said before, in, in LaGrange Park. I had their dandy burger, and the food was good. And uh, later on, they added more to the items. They added the fried chicken, roast beef, and uh they remember the commercials, and uh, they held. Uh, they also held birthday parties, so you can reserve a party, a birthday party, and then you know you invite all, as many kids as you want. And the food was already made, and uh, that was uh, quite fun. I never had. Uh, I never had a birthday party there, so usually I had it at home. So uh, the company closed uh, around nineteen eighty one. And uh, the owners were uh, focusing on uh, another restaurant called Bailey's Restaurant and Bar. And uh, it was in business for a long, long time. And uh, uh, the last one uh, closed on last year, August of 2020, in Tilly Park. So that was a shame. So a lot of people still miss all these uh, wonderful restaurants. Uh, even fast food was... Uh, very tasty at the time. Right now, uh, that's questionable, but uh, there's some good places now. Okay. So uh, that'll be all for today. I'm, I hope you enjoyed my uh, uh, show, the this podcast episode, which is uh, episode 14. And uh, hopefully I will do another one probably later on this week. We'll see. Uh so uh, I'm going to say goodbye for now, and this is uh, Vanish Chicago Land Stories, the podcast, episode 14. You can uh, 
Find it on Apple Podcasts or on my blog, vanishchicagoland.blog, or on my Facebook account or my Twitter account. And uh, so I'm signing off, and I'm doing something a little special. So I'm going to have Ray Rayner say goodbye to you all, and uh, I will, hopefully I will use that uh, for future episodes. Okay, well, thank you, everyone, and I uh, hope to hear from you soon. And here is Ray Rayner saying bye-bye for now. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye.